Welcome back to Black or Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss Sandman, Episode 5, entitled 24-7, written by Amini Raza, directed by Jamie Childs. I give this episode a 9 out of 10. They do a really lot of great things with the cinematography, as well as the directing. The story arc was pretty good but uh, not my favorite it was adapted from the sandman issue six entitled 24 hours and number seven entitled sound and fury and they made a combination of that to uh, mimic the title episode before we do jump into the review wherever you listen to this podcast apple podbean stitcher amazon do me a favor go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and let's get into it dream lord morpheus spent most of this episode in a coma you got knocked the fuck out man while his homie tries to wake his ass the fuck up wake up motherfucker wake your ass up you motherfucker it's time to go to work bitch does he need to call him master though can he because <laughs> immediately in my mind i'm flashing back to massa come on massa wake up massa <laughs> i cannot disassociate i don't know what you want me to do dream lord or my lord is perfectly fine it's a submissive role yes however it doesn't come off quite as slavish just a sidebar john makes his way to a local diner and decides that he's going to destroy the world from here and if you didn't think things were going on all you had to do was listen to the news to indicate even when he walked in that shit was getting real because there was a car a yeah a car pile up oh it was a backup due to two semis crashing into each other and then you heard about the weather getting extremely more uh, terrible and then what he was doing in the diner pretty much was what he was enacting in the world even though we didn't see it on such a global impact or even uh because i don't know how far the radius was maybe it was just that town i don't recall but i feel as if um it certainly was outside of the scope of the diner that things were going on where he was using the ruby to his advantage by in his mind freeing the world from the lies 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 in this diner we meet several interesting characters that have some very differing truths going on in their life the titular being bet who seems to be a pretty upbeat cheery uh good-natured waitress who comes over and offers john coffee as how he is says honesty is the best policy which he likes to hear he tells her ignoring the fact that he's in pajamas because this is a judgment-free zone Mimi. (laughs) 
That tickled me far more than it should have. <laughs> she doesn't have much to say about him being like, I'm going to change the world. Uh-huh, honey. She probably thought he was just religious. I'm going to change the world so that it could be a better place where people can live in harmony. Oh, that's so sweet of you. I'm just going to let your deranged ass go ahead and think these type of things. She goes to get him coffee. And in the longest, well, he did say, take your time. And I have everything that I need right now. And he didn't seem to be in any type of rush whatsoever. Uh, quite a few things were allowed to play out. The first being our introduction to Ruby. I believe that was her name. Who comes in and is unabashedly gay. And he was like, oh, hey, how you doing? I think that's just a female thing. Sometimes do just like all you do is smile at them. And then they're like, oh, well, how about I try to get in your panties? It's like, fuck off. Why can't I just be nice? <laughs> and this not turn into an inroad into trying to copulate. Ruby is upset because her girlfriend, Donna, has uh, not been heard from since last night. She's frantically texting her. Seems really upset about it. That can't stop ear hustling about it she hears marsh is about to come over or about to come into work so she goes into the bathroom and puts some lipstick on to try to get his attention and girl i don't know i understand that someone i didn't get it until he said the words later like why do you keep coming over oh okay well that gives me some indication that she's giving you these hard eyes and you're like dodging them like the matrix and shit so i was very confused on the situation because it felt like you needed to take that hint and the hint be <laughs> not even looking you in the face i'm in denial he was giving you one worded answers how are you i'm good then there was another ding that's when the the young the young uh intern or whatever the fuck he was going for an interview she's like oh i have the sense about people you're gonna get it bitch unless you go on palm read and you actually got because if you truly got a sense then why you a waitress is what i wanted to say i don't like when people say these types of things <laughs> i understand you're just being nice but it is one of those i don't i don't need that assurance but i do need some coffee and some bacon and eggs so that i can go ahead and study and do what i need to do that's gonna actually get me the job interview i mean i'm glad that you're sending that good juju my way don't get me wrong it's not appreciated not not appreciated but don't tell me about how you got a sense about certain things because you don't you just don't, don't stop so caught up in ear hustling about what's going on in the conversation because ruby gets a call from rose rose says she hasn't heard from donna either she asked if maybe she's at her parents house maybe i'll call over and ask and she's like oh i'm probably just overreacting what's fucked up is that it sounded like she was pretty because she's like are you okay she's like not really or something that to that effect she seemed very much on edge 
and the events at the diner seem to have really played out so it's gonna be fucked up because we see the phone ring a little bit later where rose calls her which makes me believe that this is indeed and was happening in the real world just under the control of john so she really gonna think her friend like killed herself considering that was the method in which she chose to commit suicide but as stated previously due to her being all up in someone else's business she forgets about john but john is like look i was not actually hungry i'm just taking in the sights but before she could take his order another couple comes in or a couple comes in she is very excited because she introduced them so she says as a matchmaker just because they happen to be in the same place at the same time and they said hello to each other this is their anniversary and they come here every anniversary turns out she's the ceo of the company that the other kid forgot his name is interviewing for he was right when he said the best thing i could ever do is not come under the nose of the ceo and that is accurate especially (laughs) especially if you are trying to stay under the radar but if you don't even got the job yet what does like this could help network even though at the same time would you do that on someone's anniversary i would think not they briefly talk about uh now there was another couple there so that couple must have left or been allowed to leave because he wasn't interested in them (laughs) like y'all ain't got no y'all ain't got nothing juicy going on (laughs) because i remember there was another couple that said happy anniversary and bet takes their order she says spinach he looks over and sees that fat juicy burger and like oh my god i would love to entertain the hunger in my stomach right now (laughs) and i eat no fucking spinach salad (laughs) but alas despite her encouraging him he does the spinach because he knows deep down that shit was just a test when bet walks away he talks about the fact that you ain't gotta call me fat (laughs) so i wasn't saying that at all by the way who are you texting oh i'm doing the job that you hired me to do oh why don't i go and work behind you and do your job even though i gave you the authority and agency to do such that's all i gotta say about that uh, <laughs> y'all know what i'm thinking you gotta know that's some white ass feminism shit right there oh i loved it the fact that it was played out by two non-caucasians made it even better <laughs> for me i don't know what that says about me as a person but man was they uh they preaching they preaching especially when it turns out he used to work at a gym (laughs) so basically 
he points out later on i'm just her arm candy to show that someone actually can love her (laughs) because she's a cold-hearted bitch so john makes marsh which is the worst name ever given to a child make a burger for this man because that's what he really wanted deep down in his soul and we all knew it and uh he's like fuck it i'm about to eat this shit since you gonna take my phone and embarrass me and put me in my place and he was so happy like that first bite was euphoria for him wow i feel good from here i think i'm just gonna stick with the individual story arcs and then we can come together at the end with the couple i'm not sure if he really was actually doing his job or if he was just texting some female or possibly male because sometimes you just got to get your dick sucked and apparently it doesn't matter who's sucking your dick and we learn a few things about the relationship as bet brings over the kid which really wasn't a kid he looked about 22 I mean he, if you are doing all that you at least graduated college so 24 yeah uh which that's something else we're going to talk about a bit there's a line kind of sent me so uh she's like i'll interview him right now right here in this booth right next to me <laughs> and not across like an interview is supposed to be conducted so he decides i'm just gonna go hang out in the kitchen with the other dude that's here and might understand what i'm going through as if we all of a sudden friends so as that is going on we learn a bit about the relationship he tells marsh that she's cold that she pretty much bought me made me indebted to her and now i'm beholden so i like to have sex i like to eat food i like to be a human being and she doesn't like any of those things and then on the other side flip side you got her saying oh well you know he doesn't have sex with me he'll fuck anything else and i mean anything so i'm guessing that meant he was bisexual but he won't have sex with me and it's a good thing because he's bad at it and you can decide which story you want to choose to believe and he says that or it's all about power some men don't like it when a woman when a woman gives orders he's like uh that's only some men some like women in control some also want to sell their souls to be fuckboys because they know that being under control of one woman is better than not being worth anything to anyone else because i ain't got shit to offer which is basically what he told her these are all very realistic relationships i've seen them (laughs) with my own two eyes uh in the kitchen things get a little spicy when he says he's not in her company he uh he gets wild and that's when he says sometimes you need to just get your dick sucked and that's exactly what's going on later on the kitchen between him and marsh let's follow up with bet bet poor bet <laughs> she goes to confess her feelings after being told by john 
because she says what would you like handsome he's like i'm not really handsome you know i'm not i mean everybody can see (laughs) i look fucking crazy my hair is falling out however you say things like that why do you do that she says i want people to like me he says you're lonely and you should probably stop doing what other people um want you to do because i do like you by just being yourself i think there's something to that as well you know you don't need to put on an act but that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't because depending on where you are unfortunately in the world you gotta put on a a certain facade put forth a certain appeal commercialize sell yourself that's the world in which we bred capitalism and (laughs) but in your personal life so as her as a waitress her job is to get better tips so to get better tips is to be approachable to be uh flattering to do all the things that women in service have done for a very long time just to get paid so i agree and disagree with what he was saying there but this gives her the motivation or the ruby to go and tell marsh hey so i want you to come over tonight and have dinner with me and then after dinner uh when my son is there because he asks is the son going to be there she's like of course and i i swear i thought this was going down a much darker path than i thought it was gonna go she says after my son goes to bed i want you to come up to my room so we can do it and he says you really don't want me not really you're just lonely bored and want to be desired and if you really want to know the truth because that answer is not good enough for you even though i just said i don't want you either uh because you did have to ask the follow-up question after i don't want you i think that would have been good enough for me he continues with because when you go to sleep i go up to your son's room and i have sex with him sometimes he has sex with me she's like but he's a kid excuse me bitch and he said no he's 21 and then i recalled oh yeah she did say he was back from college i wasn't paying attention (laughs) so that was set up in a way for me to know but if i had missed that line earlier which i forgot that i did as many others you probably was like (gasps) but that's still fucked up (laughs) you over here crushing on this man (laughs) who is not only gay but fucking your son he's like he's showing me some things i didn't know at that age that the the funny thing is later on when the the one man says that look she's grooming his, her next victim or her, her new me is what he says he goes he's just a kid and i'm like you're fucking someone around if not actually younger and when the mother says it's a kid you're like no it's fucking not so it's funny to me how in america anyway we we fluctuate on what we value as a child only when it's when it seems self-serving are they a child or a kid or labeled as such but he says i was the same exact age 
fat thing goes to the restroom to cry in embarrassment are you not embarrassed this is really embarrassing he did kind of look like the dad from euphoria season one <laughs> nate's dad <laughs> meanwhile ruby basically after is told very honestly by the one guy that she's not answering your texts not because they're not going through it's because she don't want to fucking talk to you she then decides to leave but she's unable to leave the couple is also unable to leave or when they're about to leave they're forced back into the diner to replay things out once again she decides to wait for bet to come out of the restroom she hears from the other guy that from uh yeah because john decides to have a conversation with ruby and asks why is she angry she says i'm jealous not angry uh they can certainly exist in the same context ma'am she's also of the opinion everyone wants her just to be with someone with a dick that she always feels judged and looked down upon and i'm sure this was uh, some transcendent type of feelings for the community at large and he says that bet thinks that donna is not good enough for you whereas you feel that you're not good enough for donna she then asks bet when she comes out the restroom are you all good she's like uh i don't think me and marsh are gonna be a thing that's not gonna happen fuck that man she uh says that you know you can do better than donna whatever because you're such a smart person da 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 she admits that she beat her smacked her in the face last night and that's the reason why she's not returning her phone calls and that would be a very valid reason donna i think that you need to back the fuck off because you're now coming off like the abuser and you say that's the first time but sometimes unfortunately the first time breaks breaks through and once you let them back in the cycle doesn't stop until you have to break away once again if you break away successfully so they have their makeout session everybody's having sex with each other because uh she's like he's like your husband's watching he's gone <laughs> let it up bitch get fucked when they all realize at least bet first that they are being manipulated by john because he is watching all this drama goes to the kitchen and gets him a whole vat of ice cream as he listens to the news as he creates nothing but mayhem in the world they confront him he says i just wanted y'all to be free of lies because this is your truth and he calls them all out on they shit they do pick up knives but he he's able to compel them to put him down he uh says that bet just wants to be loved or something to that effect uh we all we know what he felt about ruby because he says you're just angry uh, he says i thought this would be better than than what you truly would see or something to that effect i was not following his mindset i just know that 
he called out the one lady on the fact that you don't want a relationship you just want to be in control or something to that extent he calls them out for who they truly are and gets them all to he says if you can't deal with the the truth and you're gonna have to kill yourself or murder each other and they all do in very morbid ways the the nail with the hammer good god good god the only person that is able to survive this massacre is bet who is the storyteller uh, a novelist who still uh, can't see the truth or still holding on to hope i suppose but he says you need to see with your eyes open and she takes two knives and sticks them directly in said eyes and that massacre is enough to wake the dream lord who comes to the diner but before he does i love the dead bodies as the fate showing up as john asks for his future they're like uh yeah sure we'll tell you you're gonna you're gonna kill you're gonna crush the dream lord in your whatever but we also after we told you that bit of information said that you about to go back to sand he's like that's everybody but bitch that also meant you're immediately about to go to death i don't know why you thought that for some reason you won the battle meant you won the war but sure 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 uh he shows up he has a talk with him john this is killing you this is very much word for word in the book everything that happens in these next coming scenes he says that what what keeps them going is not lies but dreams dreams that you know she'll be a different person dreams that he'll live up to his father like you're you're looking at the the surface value of people and not what those things stem from and in his mind those are dreams which is inevitably hope and a desire to be better that spurs on their current behavior whatever that current behavior may be he takes he basically says you know you're a product of your father and what he did and this is killing you and he's like i'm gonna kill you and i'm gonna steal the rest of your power he says that you did take some of my power when i interacted with that ruby and it doesn't belong to you and it should not be in human hands but if you are gonna decide that you're gonna kill me you're gonna do it in my realm welcome to the rice fields motherfucker morpheus is able to mess with the fact that he might have some mama issues some sexual tension between him and his mother very edipalic <laughs> uh i did kind of chuckle seeing the mask on her and then the the reveal of the leg i don't know why that made me laugh so loud because i for five seconds imagined that it was dream <laughs> and it kind of was but uh unfortunately john is able to dispel the dream lord's torture of him and decides after getting that lovely advice from the fates that he's just gonna do exactly what they say and he decides to crush him using the full power of the ruby 
however it destroys the ruby and the power is released back to its true master morpheus <laughs> and he sat there like i won i defeated the dream lord and then he's just sitting resting in the palm of his hand hello motherfucker <laughs> it adds insult to injury when he's like thank you but you see the the vast difference of power like you you pitiful human <laughs> me with all of this immense power and he says yeah i forgot how much power that was that i just kept in that tiny little amulet but that shit is uh once unleashed it's uh it's pretty 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 potent um so he says what are you gonna do kill me torture me he's like i could but he decides to take pity on him because he says this power was never meant to be given to man and it came to you in no fault of your own and it really is a true conclusion to that whole particular arc from inception which we got the first five episodes which is his imprisonment through the centuries to getting back the things his tools back so that he can finally get back to the power that he once was and it started with his father and it ends with his son and instead of taking any any great pleasure or any revenge on him he decides to show mercy and puts him back in a very coma like state in the same institution that we're not calling arkham asylum but it's totally arkham asylum just as we think things are at least gonna have a rainbow over the horizon because his raven asks uh this is all fucked up what john did he's like yeah but this is people seeing each other yada 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 (laughs) tomorrow we'll put the shit back together tonight they're gonna have a good night's sleep and desire is like i'm watching you desire is the little brother of dream and they plot in we do have feedback on this episode so let's hop into the mailbag what up Cena? this is my feedback for the sandman episode five of season one um this episode wasn't one of my favorites it was focusing on shit i really didn't care about but it did get us where we needed to go So I can honestly say with my whole chest that I am ready for episode six. Um, I guess it's good to see, you know, what the Ruby was, you know, what it was meant for. Not necessarily meant for, I don't know how to explain it, but I guess it was good to see the Ruby in action is, I guess, the best way to say it. Um, John, I'm still trying to figure out how he was able to manipulate the Ruby to only follow his command. And I also don't understand why he think a world without lies is going to be a better one. Like, I feel like 
if he'd have been like a world that people treat each other better like I could get that but why not like why are we stopping lies like lies aren't the only thing that creates drama in lives people being shitty human beings and sometimes you lie like the lady said in uh, a few episodes ago because you're scared uh, the black dude was scared that you know if he didn't follow her rules then he wouldn't you know he wouldn't be shit he would his father would be right he would end up you know working at a tra- as a trainer <laughs> in, in a in a gym and clearly I mean I don't know how you know their relationship progressed um i don't know if she pushed him and he was always capable she just made him you know assert himself i don't know if she just gave him the job we didn't get all of that but i will say that you know the fact that he was able to hold a vp position shows that he was always good enough um a lot i am a strong believer a lot of things like has to do with opportunity and and luck Now, I'm not saying that, you know, celebrities don't work hard. Don't get me wrong. But there is, I can just give you a few examples. There's, I can think of so many celebrities I know that are famous and can sing their ass off. It should have more recognition. Or rappers that rap, like, that I think they're, the way they rap is, is very intelligent. Um, they, they have a flow that's unique. But they're not popular, and they're not making millions like the the people are that are currently popular. So, you know, it doesn't always have to do with your ability. Sometimes it's just lack of opportunity, lack of knowing the right people, lack of having the means to pursue what you what you really want. Um, so, I do think that that black dude got an opportunity when he met that lady. And she likes projects, apparently, <laughs> and young, sweet tenderonies. And I ain't even mad at her because, I mean, for her to be, you could tell by her, like, she looked older than him. I can say that much. I don't know her real age, but she had a banging body. So she clearly takes care of herself. But she was ready to trade trade up and get her a new tenderoni. And I wasn't even mad at her. Um, it sounded like her husband was a hoe. <laughs> And we know goddamn well he wasn't texting anybody with anything to do with business. Because that phone was pinging entirely too much. And the fact that he didn't even have the decency to silence it lets me know that he didn't give a shit if she knew. And she does know because she's too smart of a woman not to know. She knew her husband was cheating. Um, And that was the lie that they were willing to keep. Because to them, keeping their lives together and being together was more important than exposing the lies. And look what exposing the lies got. The one girl was a lesbian and she hit her girlfriend and her girlfriend wasn't coming back. And she knew that. Hey, like you lucky. I mean, some some situations like that never stop. So we're lucky that the girl was smart enough to leave and she didn't beat her ass. I don't know. We don't know anything about her girlfriend, but I mean, clearly, um, what was the, the main girl's name? I want to say Evelyn, but I know that's not it. But she was in denial about the the guy she had a crush on. And clearly, I mean, I looked at him and was like, why do I get gay vibes from him? And that was before we knew dude was upstairs smashing her son. And I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And he was like, he's just a kid. He's 21. I was like, girl, 
<laughs> he has not been a kid in a long time. Yo, if he went to college, that motherfucker is explored and he know what he want now. And clearly he wants that guy in the kitchen. He likes the old peen. It was funny after everything had happened, like the truth coming out. I don't know why he just did, couldn't tell her. I'm not interested in you. Now, I'm not saying he should have been like, I would, I'm going to smash your son. But he could have been honest with her. Like, that, I, I can understand. But they were all okay with this lie. Like, it seems like she she wasn't even interested in her like that. Or him like that. She must have been a lesbian, too. Which would explain why she was always thinking old girl wasn't good enough for her. Because she secretly wanted her. And, you know... Sometimes it takes people a long time to come to terms with their sexuality. Um, maybe that's why she picked him, because subconsciously she knew he wasn't interested in her. But once again, that was a lie they were telling themselves, because before he walked into that, that cafeteria, cafe, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, everybody was doing fine with their lies. It was fine. Um, and then he turned it all around and... <laughs> Everybody ended up killing themselves. Like, I, I find it hard to believe that old dude wanted to solve his hand. He was like, if you did it, you wanted to do it. I have no idea why they went so hard. And I think it was probably the manipulation of the Ruby because, um, like Morpheus said, it wasn't meant for humans. Like, Morpheus uses it for whatever he has to do. But he understands it. It's been his for millennia. So clearly he has an understanding of it. And John, as much as he wanted to believe that that was meant for him, it wasn't. Because in the end, you destroyed it and you thought you killed the Sandman and you actually just released him of the power, which was beneficial for everybody. Looks like Sam, the Sandman got his powers back. So clearly it wasn't meant for you. And it morphed your mind so fucking ridiculously that you really thought getting real lies was the best way to make humanity like better and make the earth a better place like i can think of so many things you could have accomplished with that like maybe getting rid of the fact that there's so many poor people and then there's like 10 rich people in the world maybe getting rid of classism racism hunger i can think of a lot of things you could have done that might have had some potential now i i am never going to pretend like i know the way to make the world a better place but i don't think getting rid of lies is the best start that's just my personal opinion i'm getting rid of like i feel like if you got rid of racism humans would find another reason to hate each other because that's just who we are but you know maybe making classism not a thing people like you know people all having the same amount of wealth i don't know that that would fix it i'm sure it wouldn't <laughs> but lies really that was the best thing you could come up with getting rid of lies I, I just for the life of me don't understand why he thought that was everybody going around telling the truth would just cause a bunch of fights because sometimes you lie because you're just trying to be nice like no ma'am your baby's not cute it's really fucking weird looking and I wish you wouldn't have made me lie to you because your child titties and don't judge me because I know I know goddamn well everybody listening to this they've seen an ugly baby I, I know it because it happens not every child is cute sometimes they start out cute ugly and they grow up to be cute sometimes they just have you know unfortunate little things wrong with them that can be easily fixed you know I, not I mean I thought my son was cute and I didn't care what anyone else said 
For all I know that he wasn't. <laughs> for all I know, he's not cute now. It doesn't matter because I think he's cute. So I'm just saying, but I've, I've had people just come up to me and show me pictures of their child or their grandchild that I didn't ask for. And now you want me to sit here and pretend like this weird looking ass child is attractive and cute. And oh my God, it's so adorable. No, no, it's not. So sometimes you lie because telling somebody that their grandchild is hideous, it's not the nicest thing. And you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And if they knocking and they bucking, they might want to fight you. You know, you never, you never know what might set people off. So I'm just saying, John really was fucking crazy because getting rid of lies was the least of, of our problems. I am glad he got his the rubies settled now. Now we can. I think now the 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 idea is for Morpheus to go around. He got to get those monsters and dreams and nightmares back in his realm and this is what I've been waiting for um, now that we got to the climax of everything now we can start I don't you know I'm pretending like I know verbiage I remember learning this stuff in in elementary school you know like the climax and stuff but even back then I was like why was that the climax but this was the most exciting part of the story so let me stop pretending like I know these words because I don't but now that we got that out of the way he's gotten everything he lost now we can get to what he, you know, the good things, and then we can get back to what the fuck Corinthian is doing. Is that his name? Corinthian? Um, no eyes. And we can get back to what is going on with, um, I don't know, the, the, the dream realm. He can put his stuff back together, get his people. Um, we can meet some more, um, I don't know, some more of his, uh, creatures I don't know I also am in really I just I don't know why but in my soul I just feel like Jasmine will make a reappearance I don't know why but I really truly believe in reincarnation all of a sudden and I want her to exist again I don't know that she's gonna be in a animal form or human form but I'm gonna need her to come back I also am curious to know about all those those um, people that were sleep like because if I remember correctly, didn't um, Morpheus put the, the little the little boy that didn't help him in, in a dream? He's like, you're going to sleep for a century. So if he's sleeping for a century, that means that his body is not going to die. So he'll be in a dream state. Did, like, what about all those people that were sleeping and they're, like, they never woke up? Like, I'm assuming they aged. Did they not age? Are we going to go back to that? Because, I mean, all of those consequences are still a thing. Those people that didn't sleep at all, you know, like, what happened with them? So, I don't know if we're ever going to go back to that. Maybe not. Maybe no one else cares. But I am. I'm just curious to know what happened to those people now that Morpheus is free. So, anyway, um, I guess I'll end it here. So, until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, meet me out. Thank you, Mimi, for your feedback on this episode. I understand that this was not your favorite. It was rather contained uh, and it was playing more out on an analytical level than it was a uh, not a lot of actually progressive things going on. These are strangers. Um, So I understand that it's never mentioned in the show, but John D is pretty much a mad genius. He ended up at Arkham. He was in uh, Gotham City. 
he's just as crazy as the joker which means that his rational thinking is only stuck on the one part of his psyche which is latching on to the fact that he was lied to about his father his existence his entire life so that he believes that if he hadn't been lied to then there wouldn't have been all of the issues in his life of course this is not rational thinking but that is exactly what he is all about and one would not expect that he should be rational because he is mentally ill and as you stated uh, is being poisoned by the by using and utilizing the the uh what is it the ruby but it also feels like from what we could see in his dream flashbacks that his mother may not have been the kindest mother like when you hear her saying shut up and then you have it around his throat like did she really abuse him as a child so they added that aspect to it as well i agree with you about it doesn't only take talent of course it's about luck it's about circumstance you know someone can write uh you know there are probably twenty thousand manuscripts just kind of sort of like jk Rowling's uh harry potter maybe not quite as much but there's been something that you can reference it to and yet it explodes the way it does and i'm sure there's been many after that hasn't exploded the way it does it just it does seem that talent is not only what drives success it's a lot of other factors as well which is why i was like um i get that you can throw some good juju my way but I also have to put everything I have to stock my deck in that favor as much as I personally can um also I know that about people who sing all the time they sing like superstars in the church but ain't got no record deal a lot of people can carry a tune a lot of people don't aren't able to put that whole package together or you sell out really great albums but you can't you're not someone who sells out stadiums or arenas it's about your genre as well where you fit in and just because you're not a overly top celebrity doesn't mean you're so like that's a big thing kind of what got a lot of black people i think um with their tongue being stepped on when they try to come for kiki palmer it's like okay just because i'm not rolling around like beyonce don't mean i ain't fucking successful don't take what i i earn from me that's not your right in your place just because i'm not you know as recognizable as say uh fucking michael jackson you know what i mean uh everything else in your feedback all i can say is mildly interesting that's it you have already watched episode six so i will be curious to hear how you felt about that episode um that is introducing one of my favorite characters so i am excited to hear that feedback but before we do get to our next episode which shall be dropping at some point maybe this weekend or next week probably next week (laughs) uh, let's hear from queen shy about her feelings on this particular episode hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for the sandman episode five and i'll start off by saying that um uh, this episode was very unexpected, <laughs> to say the least. 
I was not, I mean, it just took me by surprise at the direction that they went and that this basically was a John episode. Um, it was John focused um, in regards to what his plan was um, and how he was testing out his plan or getting his plan, setting his plan in motion um, with the diner people. I don't know what made him pick this diner. I don't know any of that. It didn't show that, but um, it was, and it just so happens he just picked the most, the most interesting diner there was to have he had with the most interesting people who had so many hidden things going on. Um, but I just find it interesting that, you know, for, and, and Dreamer said it later on in the episode about um, the ruby wasn't meant for mortals. So I'm thinking that, I'm thinking this is saying that it corrupted him, this ruby, and then by his, John's father taking his ruby from Dreamer and then his mom getting it and then him getting a hold of it, it corrupted his mind. And that had more to do with why his mental state is the way it is, is what I'm taking from that. And so with that being said, his outlook uh, and, and this could be contributed to the his mental state but it's so simplistic it's like you you know and then we got a, a wind of that in the last in the previous episode in regards to his thought process it's like lies are bad you know truth is always you know the route to take no matter what and that's just not that black and white as we all know and just for him at his age to still believe that that you know you have to there's no in between you should always be truthful and it will always you know be the better route to take and so and then we learn and as we and we see I should say in this episode that's not necessarily true and even if that were true I um, mean coming in the middle of something and then expect and then like yeah from now on everyone just tell the truth and and not even and take it not even taking into consideration the history and the years of that have went into people and relationships being who they are where they are and all that good stuff and then like yeah we're just gonna all start telling the truth now there's gonna be as we saw serious consequences to that it's not that simple you know and a lot of people it, it we're human we have flaws and so being 100 percent transparent is not at, again at this stage of the game is just not the way to go um i don't even know if the beginning of mankind if we were just completely honest maybe so i don't know maybe um if that was in our dna from jump you know to never lie and never you know that kind of thing um we would build up a um culture that is different than the one we have but the culture that we have now is not built on complete and 100% honesty. And so to just, you know, start that at this point and then expect things to just be a-okay is so naive and how <laughs> that even is possible. And as you, we saw in this 
particular situation, all these truths came out, all these secrets, all these, you know, Bet and Marsh and Marsh being attracted to his son and using her to be closer to the son. Oh my gosh. And then the, the, the couple, the married couple, that whole thing. And, and of course, I'm like, that is such a nightmarish relationship to me. Like, he's not because, in this case, she's the dominant one, the more successful one. And so he just caters to what she wants, you know, eat what she thinks they should eat. So he doesn't have a mind of his own, basically, in certain situations. Um, and then we have um, the girl and Donna, I forget her name, but she's the one that was have the relationship with the you know the lesbian girl. Then we got the guy that's you know interviewing for the job at Vanguard. I'm sorry, I didn't watch this episode recently, so um, some names will escape me. And so it was just it was such a bizarre. I mean, I don't, I just like, I don't know how to feel about this episode because it was just so, it was just so random. <laughs> it was so random and it's in a departure from where we were going, where we were. Um, it's like a, almost like a filler episode. And, and I guess because it just, it was like the main story for, I would say what, 90% of the episode, 95% of the episode. That's what I guess would make it so jarring to me. Um, because it wasn't like going from this story to that story. It was just this one story, um, which again, I mean, we, I shouldn't say we, I, you know, human nature just doesn't work that way. So it, it just, I don't know why he needed to see that. Um, or I don't know. I mean, I just don't know what his end game was. Um, in regards to that, you know, was he going to just impart this to the whole world? Like the diner was his, like I was saying, his test subjects. And then he would take that and expound upon that. But then he went to, um, but then him, he went to confront Dreamer. And then that whole thing happened. And I will say that that was, I was, <laughs> after this build up to him for a few episodes, I was expecting more in regards to their confrontation. I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't expect him to like go back into this like childlike state at the end. Like, are you going to kill me? You know, and it's like, what? I mean, I mean, I thought, I guess my expectation, and that's what I get for having them. Because obviously, as you know, it's it's very clear. I don't know. I haven't read the books. I don't know what's going to happen. So, I was expecting more during the confrontation, more of a of a battle, um, so to speak. But it was like, I don't know. He just used his, you know, whatever against him. And I, get, and I guess we got to see that when he was facing Lucifer, that he can use his mind. But then again, he said he wasn't expecting, like, him to, you know, him to destroy it that he hadn't thought of that and for him to get his powers back. So I don't know. I don't know what he was expecting. I don't, it just wasn't, it just, I don't know. I thought something more would be taking place than what actually took place. And then he just put dude to sleep and then that was the end of it. So, um, 
I don't know, the jury's still out on this episode. I mean, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, it was just so random, if that makes sense. And so, I don't know, I mean, in thinking about it, it was just, I don't know, it, again, I, I guess I was, I'm a bit disappointed too, um, but that's just my feelings on the on the matter. Um, so, since I don't have much to go off of other than what the story has been telling me so far and I just thought that he would be more of a bigger bad than he was um but I guess there's something bigger to happen and I don't even know how many episodes this is again but in the later episodes so I look forward to that I'm actually looking for I don't know who that was at the end but I'm looking forward but he he or he he she they, I'll just say they, they called him big brother. And so I'm looking forward to the family. I like, we haven't seen that yet. Like these others that, um, they've, we've been, they've been alluding to, um, I'm, I'm ready to see those people and what his family is about and all that stuff. Excited about that. So until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. Queen, Shy agrees with Queen Mimi. What the hell was this man's end game? How did he think that he was possibly going to solve all the world's problems by just getting rid of lies? His uh, his thought his his thought process was not sound at all. I think it's a good thing that you guys gave this such thought because I literally because again I was already exposed so it didn't even occur to me to think too hard about the whys behind it because i already in a sense knew well you know he ain't sane um but i i do enjoy hearing that duality of opinion because i do agree with everything that you both said about what his thought process actually was um as far as marsh that was the only thing that i had a comment on he was not using her to well i think after he started fucking her son yeah but he said because she's like well why did you start coming over he's like because it was nice to have dinner with your family so it didn't turn out to be asexual it feels like how it read to me anyway was that he came over it's like oh it was nice to not have to cook for a change you know to have a home cooked meal <laughs> basically i was just being friendly <laughs> and in the in the interim of those those dinners the son was looking over him and giving him that uh giving him the whole i'll suck your dick you know the whole <laughs> hand gesture thing <laughs> we're playing footsie underneath the table with him because it definitely seen he's like yeah that boy showed me things i didn't even know so it feels like the sun is the aggressive thing which nowadays that feels very accurate (laughs) kids nowadays will just put it all out there they they ain't even being subtle with that shit so uh so yeah i think that they he was attracted after he's like oh shit because he said he was home from college so it's a more recent thing that was happening he's he probably got home (laughs) was like hey hey 
how you doing <laughs> who's this friend mama's bringing over but after that at that point i think yeah he enjoyed the the dinners but he also enjoyed the dessert that is all the feedback that i have to discuss or comment on your feedback but uh good as always from you both if you want to join in the conversation blackhookouch at gmail.com or you can send uh or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic